That's diabolical. And this is Rebels Without a Clue. There are some series that are fucking amazing. We've spoken about it in the past. We've done The Mandalorian. Yeah, we. I don't think we didn't touch on this series, though, did we? We, we haven't touched on this. Did we mention it? We have. But we never really got into it. We've shown our eagerness to discuss this, as people have seen on the on the posts on the page. Correct. There's been a lot of your posting on behalf of this series. Look, whenever the news came out before the series was released, I was excited for any sort of... And let's see how long we can string this out before we get the listeners intrigued by what we're going to discuss. Or should we just, first of all, welcome everyone to the show? Let's do that. I'm I'm Tony. I'm Brad. Welcome to the show, guys. So... I might as well, you know what, just to keep people on edge. Do it. So if you haven't done so already, guys, be sure to go like and subscribe us on... uh, Anchor, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Yeah, I can't believe I went blank. That's all right. It doesn't matter. But where can they find us? So you can find us on Instagram at Rebels Without a Clue 03, Twitter Rebels Without a 1, Facebook Rebels Without a Clue podcast, and also on Generation Random Network Facebook there we go. So oh, I don't, That was the worst one I've ever done. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I went blank. Because, do you know what? Life's a train wreck. <laughs> talking of train wrecks. Your ass. Not, not that. I'm talking about just the things that happen in this show. Oh, I know. Whoa. There was ridiculous oh. things that went down in this season. Yeah. And, you know, I, I feel like we've strung on people for quite a while here. You know what? And, and now that I think about it, it's futile that we strung Because they're going to see the image... They're going to see the title yeah. of the episode knowing yeah. that we're going to talk about The Boys. Yeah. So, there you go, guys. Yeah. The Boys. Yeah. So, this is basically what a waste of time that minute and a half was trying yeah. to build up anticipation. Yeah. But, you know, I hope it worked either way. Yeah. Well, that's it. You know what? Maybe they're excited to listen to us. Hopefully. That'd be that'd be good. Yeah. And actually get some listens for this episode. Maybe. Give it a crack. Ideally. You know what, guys? If you haven't done so, please share us around. Post it, fucking comment on it so other people can start seeing because we'd really appreciate, you know, a bit of growth this year. That's kind of been the aim. So if you guys can really give us a hand and help us out with that, that would be greatly appreciated. And also if you could leave us either like a star rating or a review, that would be greatly appreciated. Yes. Doesn't matter whether it's on Spotify, iTunes or Anchor. Uh, maybe not so iTunes because iTunes analytics is um, like it's basically a hole in an ass. They just don't like us. It's disgusting. Simple as that. Yes. They don't like us. So ideally, Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud, take a pick. Yeah. Or YouTube. Or YouTube. Well. Or YouTube. Yeah. If yeah. you guys obviously aren't keen on the whole thing with that, jump on YouTube when you're doing whatever you're doing and play us in the background because we're pretty funny. And give us a thumbs up or... Leave us a comment. Or subscribe. Definitely subscribe. There's a little bell notification as yeah, well. Yeah, please don't so give get us alerted, a thumbs down. So you get alerted whenever we drop a new app. Whoa. That was a go. nice segue for an abbreviate. There you go. Do you like that? A breathing. A breathing. Oh, wait, that's as bad as last night's captions. Oh. So, guys, if just as a heads up, something fun that you ought to do is what was what would we type in? We typed in was, Google, uh, Yahoo, uh, wrong answer. Misspelled. You, 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 <laughs> misspelled, you, you, <laughs> misspelled Yahoo Answers or something. Yeah, like on YouTube. Honestly, we were in hysterics. All I'm saying is type that in with either Ouija board <laughs> or period. Or pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. The pregnant ones. Could not tell if I pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, so anyways, back to it. The boys. Wait, say it properly. The boys. The boys. The boys. The boys. The fucking boys. My God, what a series that... Look, Amazon, I think, have struck gold with this series. Like, they've tapped into the superhero genre in a way that hasn't really been done before, and it's fucking brilliant. And just a little bit of a side note. When you said struck gold... I thought you said struggled, and I was like, what fucking word is that? Struggled? <laughs> yeah. I was like, this can't be Russian. How does your brain work? <laughs> I don't know. Oh I don't God. know. But ignoring that fact, yes, 100%, they have really taken the whole superhero genre in a direction that 
I think what's purely pulled me in is how captivating it is. Yeah. Because the show can't be described as anything but a fucking train wreck in a good way. God, yeah. And based off what we saw in the first season, that was impressive alone enough. Yeah, yeah. That had a lot of twists and turns and just a lot of shock factor in that first season. And you thought, all right, they've gotten all the shock out of the way. They can't do much more in season two. Boy, was I fucking wrong. Boy, were we wrong. Dude. We were severely wrong. Oh, man. It was just... But I think what was good was, you know, we, we've talked about it in previous episodes where we were like, you know what? The Mandalorian was fucking unbelievable. The Boys was fucking unbelievable. Like, it yeah. was two of the top series for that year. Two or three. Which was the other? The Witcher. Oh, of course. Of course. But, yeah, we, me and Tony, both felt that with The Boys, it just definitely felt different. Like, we're so used to seeing, you know... Marvel dominate that market of superhero. This just Even throws- DC as well. Like, DC go grittier, but not to this style of grittier. Not to right? this, this sickening extent. This is basically the repercussions of heroes' actions that never really get showed. No, no. It's kind of the worst case scenario of heroes. Yeah. Literally. I can't yeah. sum it up in any other way. And then obviously- being, It's basically heroes being affected by the human element. Yeah. Basically, yeah. getting, I don't know, you're getting big heads from fame- and thinking that you're above people. And, and trying they, to cover your tracks. The God complex. Oh, 100%. And they just really go balls deep into that whole concept, and it's just fucking nuts. And it's interesting because, like, you think about the diversity of characters. So, like, normally when we look at superhero movies, you kind of get a common denominator through a lot of the characters. It's all about, you know, hope and, you know, looking after the people and kind of doing that. This is kind of a go-fuck-yourself to people. Oh, God, yes. I, I can't explain that in any other way. Yeah. It really felt as though they pushed towards yeah. this idea where I was sitting back and going, I, I, this this is this is more anti-hero than hero. Yeah. Because they're not characters or protagonists that you associate with and go, oh, I really like you. I fucking hate you. The heroes, yes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. In that degree, you're the heroes, yes. you're not a fan of the heroes. Not at all. You're a fan of, what would you even call them? What would you even call the boys? Like the ragtag gang of, I don't know. They're like the, they're not the anti-heroes. They're, I don't even know how it's to like describe It's like they them. bring the hero, the like superheroes back down to earth. Like they yeah. kind of keep them level-headed yeah. as much as you possibly can with yeah. people who have a god complex. Mm. And the whole problem is looking at the superheroes, you're like, you want them to, you know, get to a point where you feel like I can support you in doing this. Yeah. At no point did I fucking feel like that. Nah, not with the heroes. You see no. slight glimpses of it of like, oh, he looks sick. It's like Black Noir. <laughs> you're like, oh, what a mad cunt. But, oh my God, you're just as fucked as everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Like that scene where- in the kids' room with when, the baby bunny. Yeah, when he's taken off, when he's taken down the Arab yeah. Um, soup. Yeah, and he's holding this guy's head in his hand, and in the other hand, he's got the bunny, and there's a child on a bed, and he's playing with the bunny, not making a noise, and it's just a fucking disturbing scene. It is. Yeah. What a way to start. Yeah, it's a good way to start. Oh, it. But I must say, like, obviously, we've discussed kind of what the heroes bring. The character element of, let's say, the human people. Like, let's say, obviously, the the boys. Yeah, the normies. That's That was a massive, massive component to making this work in my books. Because the character development over the course of the season is huge, considering how many episodes? There were eight. Eight episodes. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I remember. Yeah. Um, And looking at it, it just feels very raw like the emotions raw the connection between a lot of these people is super raw and you know for example how did you feel about Huey in the first season first season he I I, I did find myself drawn to his character just because he was the underdog and he had a good story going forward trying to get revenge for his girlfriend that got basically disintegrated yeah. by soup yeah and like you had that connection to him, and that's why you like you kind of wanted to egg him on. You're like, yeah, go Huey. Yeah. In this season, on the other hand, though, I fucking hated him. Annoying, fucking waste of space. Like, fuck off. Like, Just fuck off. You're done. I think I'd gotten used to the fact that no one had a fucking moral compass. No. So Huey trying to be the goody two shoes in all of it. I know. I just felt that like yeah, he was trying to be a goody two shoes, but at the same time, I felt that he was 
just a, a huge hypocrite. Yeah, he was annoying. He was an annoying fuckwit. Yeah, wit. like he's preaching on about like morals and shit, but then he's not even following his own advice. It's like fucking shut up. Yeah, you dumb bitch. Like fuck off. <laughs> you dumb bitch. Uh, yeah. So his contribution to the story, like you said, first season, you're sitting there feeling like fuck yes when he blows that cunt up in the uh, when he when loved he blew it. up Invisible Man. Yes, yeah. loved it, loved yeah. it. I'm like, I'm all for you, Huey, and big advocate for him. Because I think when he did that, that was his turning point from being that innocent yeah. sort of, I'm being dragged against my will in this fucking craziness to a right, contributing no, member. I'm balls deep in this. Now. Yeah, I'm absolutely. This. Absolutely. And that was his t- turning point. But as obviously season two progressed, uh, there was this deterioration of his moral fibers. <laughs> there was just kind of, as much as, you know, you saw him coupled with Starlight and. You know, they had their little chemistry thing, their relationship. That was evolving in itself. Yeah. But him as a character is just fucking frustrating. Yeah, he's annoying. Like, I would have liked to have seen him fucking dismembered. I can't stand the prick. Like, he just shit me. I would have liked to have seen him, like, properly snap and just lose his shit. Go full dark side. Yeah. Like, literally go full dark side, but basically just, like, a mirror clone of Butcher. Butcher, but, like, next level. No, no, you can't. I don't think there's next level to Butcher. He's bad, from but going, you know he's still got a moral compass. Going. That's the thing. But that, yeah, you're right. That would be cool if he did go a darker side of Butcher, and then it's that arc of Butcher kind pulling of him, back. him back. Yeah, going, you're exactly. not this person. Yeah, that sort of thing. But it ended up being the other way around. Yeah, yeah. So that was a bit annoying. But, um, but I did like that, that little like snippet of connection between Butcher and Huey in regards to. Um, him resembling Butcher's younger brother yeah. and connecting him that way. So that's kind of, you get a basis for why there is that, you know, give and take between them a lot. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the scenes that kind of epitomized Butcher, the whale. <laughs> you, I can't, you laughed so hard on that scene. I was fucking dying. Dying. <laughs> I've never seen that scene in any movie. <laughs> it is original as fuck. I can't say I've ever seen a movie where a whale gets torpedoed by a speedboat. It's <laughs> a nice way of putting it. But just to set the scene for you people, right? It's literally the crew, the boys, in a speedboat, heading towards land, and the deep, one of the superheroes. He's trying to redeem himself, basically. Correct. To try to make it back into their group known as the Seven, which are like the seven best heroes. Basically, like, the boys' version of Avengers or Vernishen. The boys' version. Vernishen. Yeah, you said instead of version. I said the Vernishen. You said the Vernishen. Anyways. And Spiderman. Okay, okay. okay. Yep. Calm down. Yep. Anyway, so it's like their version of the Justice League or the Avengers, right? Yep. So he's trying to redeem himself. So he's using his, basically his Aquaman, <sighs> right? So he's using fish to fucking help him out. So he's got sharks attacking their boat. Then fucking, he's using a whale to barricade this, like- He's riding this, the like, whale. sewage entrance yeah. into this, like, fortress on an island yeah. to do whatever. So he puts the whale up there, lands on top of the whale thinking, like, he's done great thing and it's stopped. He's like, all right, yeah, I've done this. I'm a mad cunt. Standing on the whale, then looking all proud. Then cuts to Butcher, who's driving the speedboat, who is Carl Urban. Yeah. You know, he's playing at home. And he just you, you see him look. And just shows his hand on the gear shift and fucking puts the throttle to full. Like, oh, fuck, here we go. And then it just cuts to the thing. He's like, wait, what? What? Like, doesn't think, wait, they're going to stop, right? Yeah. <laughs> fucking plow right through the cunt. And the sound of the speedboat hitting this whale and then the sound followed by the whale oh, as it's torn to shreds is one of the greatest montage scenes of speedboat whale combination I think I've ever seen. I can't explain it until you fucking watch it. If you want to get a snapshot of it, I have it on my TikTok. Catch me at uh, Horror Nomad. Anyways, slight plug. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that scene really kind of encapsulates the exact character the Butcher is. I wouldn't say it encapsulates the exact character he is. But he's just, he does not give a fuck. When it comes to, again, soups, yeah, you're right. Mm. But I wouldn't say that he's defining no, but, characteristic. But what I'm saying is, like, the lack of reasoning and justification for his actions is just what makes him such a likable character. That, and he sounds kind of Aussie, and he says cunt a lot. That he, he, helps oh, a mate, lot. He, he rips through the cunt word, ah, oh, fuck I, load. I love it. I love the fact that he drops it every, yes. pretty much every five minutes. Um, but can we just 
can we just talk about Homelander? Where do you want to start? Because I know the angle I want to take, but I'm not going to go there yet. I just want to get this out of the way, first and foremost. I just got to give credit to the guy that plays Homelander, Anthony Starr, for a fucking brilliant performance. Like, for an actor to make you hate his character so much, that's a fucking credit to the guy, man. Yeah, yeah. So, credit where credit's due. But his character's a fucking piece of shit. He's a weird cunt. I can't stand him. Tony, you love... Homelander and his oh, milk. Don't, don't, not the milk. His milk scenes. No, not milk. Oh, I can't look I, at milk the same anymore. I'm going to sniff anymore. some milk. I mm. can't look at milk the same. Yeah. Okay, look, there's a, there's a scene. Like, in season one, he had this obsession with, I guess we'd call her his handler. Yeah. And he used to drink her breast milk. It's fucking weird. He had some, like, mother- Literally, mother it's an complex. Oedipus complex. Yes. That's all it is. Yeah. And then at the end of season one, she dies. Mm-hmm. So come season two, she's not dead. How did she die? He melted her face in with his laser eyes. Correct. Yes, continue. Yeah. So, in season two, you get this little scene where he goes into the office, goes to a freezer, grabs a fucking, like, a baby milk bottle, which we just know from the previous season that that is her breast milk. Oh. He heats it up with his laser eyes. What does he do? He unscrews it. He drinks it in a seductive way, but sniffs it first. Yeah. And it's, it's dripping so, down his lips. Oh, it's so creepy. Or, like, you know, any chance that he gets to go to a fridge to get milk, he smells it. Yeah. And what about when um, the shapeshifter yeah. oh. dips the fingers into the milk yeah. and then starts, and like, then starts putting feet. it around oh. his mouth and in his mouth? And I'm just like, oh, who just thinks gross. of this? It's just Gross. Someone had been fucking Do you know who I browsing feel like? the really fucked up pages of Pornhub. Do you know who I really feel like would love that scene and piss himself? Rob. Oh my. Rob would be like, oh, that's hilarious. I just know. I just know. <laughs> Sitting there, giggling his ass off. I think he'd be more disturbed by it, to be honest. Nah. Yeah. He's sick. He's sick. <laughs> um, but yeah, Homelander, there's, it's really hard to try and find words to describe how sick as a character he is. But I just liked going through this. You literally, like, he was already a bit on the crazy side. Absolutely. But this season, you just saw it deteriorate more and more. Like, just lose more into his own sanity. Yeah. It was fucking, it was It was cool to see. And I think it's a perfect segue into the contribution of the new character, the Nazi. Stormfront. Stormfront. So, obviously, they develop a bit of a, you know, what would you call it? First off, it's a rivalry. It's a rivalry, but because that he feels threatened that she's going to take her position yeah. as leader. Yeah, but then it flips it on its head, and she's actually an admirer of his. Yeah, and basically wants to stop him. Yeah, in a really uncomfortable sex scene. Harry Muth. Oh, she had such a fucking. <laughs> remember when, oh, remember when he went to go down, and he just grabs the back of her head, and then you just hear that. It's I, can't, sound, I can't replicate the noise, but oh, it's just yuck. It sounds hairy. I don't know how to explain that, but it sounds hairy. Oh, it's an unpleasant bush sound. It was just, just gross. <laughs> it was gross. Oh. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, yeah, that absolutely made me feel really she uncomfortable. She was a good contribute. Like, she was a, like a good character to have introduced. And I seven. love that backstory. That was a sick backstory. It was tied in so perfectly. And mm. it kind of really gave her a grounding to slot herself into the seven. And yeah. kind of have an intention and motivation for what she was doing. Yeah. So, that's kind of what added a different dynamic to the seven. Because I think we got used to a very, you know, not necessarily predictable, but we could understand the motivations of each of the characters. Yeah. And, and I think the big reveal of her sort of backstory... I don't think we saw that coming. No, not in the slightest. We didn't see that side of it coming through. Like, oh, oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Okay. Spoiler. Yeah, huge. So, if you haven't watched it already, I apologize I'll in advance. put it in the description. Okay, good, good. I'll make sure people know that there are spoilers ahead. Yes, because there are several. But yeah, being, like, finding out that she's a fucking Nazi mm. and a fucking a devout one at that was a bit shocking. Yeah, it caught me off guard. Like, I think they weave that into the script and what kind of, like, what she was doing and what her purpose was, was like, fuck yes, this is brilliant how they've made this work. Yeah. And, you know, like, that friendship or sick sadistic thing that she had going with Homelander just added this another layer to how fucked they were. Yeah. Oh, my God. Weirdly uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Between Milk 
Oh no. Or even, or even like when they're when he kills the guy in the alleyway by crushing his head. Oh, and they're fucking, and they're fucking, they're wiping the fucking the blood and brain matter over the over their faces while his head, oh. while his he- Homelander's hand is on the mushed up guy's head on the wall, and he's banging the like Stormfront. It's just fucked. Yeah, it's it's a strange, disturbing. strange scene. It's just disturbing, and you don't prepare yourself to see this shit. You don't. You think you know. And you've seen the limits of what the show's going to do. Yeah. And then it says, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Let me put this in. Yeah. Especially, like, going from what Stormfront started as, where she was more kind of like your, how would you say, would be more of a that millennial Gen yeah. Z style yeah. character, but kind of always in, like, on the whole thing of social Facebook media. live and, and all that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that sort of thing, just sort of connecting with younger people, like a younger audience, to go to finding out that she's really fucking backwards. Yeah. Like, super backwards. Literally. Like, I don't know if anyone's familiar with, like, you know, the Holocaust and all that kind of, you know, the people that are involved in Hitler's war party. So, like, Joseph Goebbels, Herring, she's basically was- She was part of that. Exactly. um, Part of that unit. And it's just fucked because it's like you see in all the kind of the rallies and marches that she always ends up attending and- thinking back over it and you understand why she was doing what she was doing when that Nazi angle is revealed. Yeah, exactly. So that was very, very clever in yeah. terms of how they wove that in. Just being able to rally people to a cause. 100%. And then eventually well, she had fast manipulating experience. Homelander to get involved and do the same. Yeah, but he was that fucked. He just and thought of it. She was like, right, so whatever. fucking racist in it. Hard. So racist. Especially when we found out of her alter ego during what was it the seventies? Yeah, as uh, was it Liberty? Liberty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And beating the black guy to death. Yeah, fuck Jesus me, man. Christ. Yeah, God. Okay, but yeah. So we've got one dumb fuck, which was Stormfront. Like, dumb fuck. She's a dumb fuck. <laughs> and followed by the second, she was, she was a manipulator. She huh? was a manipulative dumb fuck. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call her a dumb. Fuck. She's she, smart, but she she's smart. still a dumb fuck because she's dead. <laughs> the other dumb fuck in the show is Butcher's wife. Uh, Where do I begin with this? Because this this irritates me. She was me. a hard character to like. I don't think at any point I felt any. I guess sort of I Empathy. felt sorry for it yeah. at all. Yeah, like I didn't. There was no. nothing. Like fuck you. Initially, like when the way season one ended, I was like, oh my god! Like yeah. I did not see this coming. I feel for this bitch. Yeah. Season two, it was like, okay, you know, you were hoping the butcher would reconnect with her and then be able to pull her away and kind of make a living together or some shit. Yeah. But in terms of how she went about it, that she wouldn't leave without that fucking kid. <laughs> Honestly, butcher picked up the crowbar, knocked that cunt out, knocked that cunt he out. He would have died if he tried to take Good. Him. Butcher would have oh, died. Oh, as you mean that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Good. Good. Um, but yeah, so I didn't like the way her character developed. Like, I don't know whether that was the intentions of the writers, but I just sat there feeling like, okay, so you've made me attached to a character at the end of season one. Yeah. And you've completely done a a fucking full 360 on her now. Yeah. And made me not want... I don't give a fuck about your happy ending. No. Standing on the bridge with Butcher and saying, I can't leave. I was like, well, why'd you fucking come out there? Yeah. Why be a fucking idiot? See, you're a dumb fuck. (laughs) No. Oh, <laughs> nah, she infuriates me on other levels. Oh, yeah. I can't stand that. And then even when she died, like I didn't feel any sadness of her death. No, I, I did not care. Uh, all right, good. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that Butcher got left with the responsibility of looking after the boy, essentially. Fuck um, I think that obviously caught him left of centre and he didn't expect that that was going to be his path. Yeah, no, definitely not. But, you know, I suppose handing... The boy over to Homeland Security or whoever it was, CIA. whoever, um, you know, kind of he can wash his hands of that situation, yeah, and keep but him contained. I will give him one thing: he gave that kid probably the best advice that anybody could give anybody. Tony, tell us what the advice was. Now you remember what I taught you, yeah? Don't be a cunt. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> he told the kid, don't be a cunt. That's all he said. Yeah, but do you know what? But it's the best advice that you could give. In today's world, that advice should resonate with a lot of people. I stand by it. 100%. That's the best advice that you could give anybody. Absolutely. I, I will stand by that. 
what about to like transgender and non-binary people? Don't be a cunt. <laughs> simple. <laughs> it's pretty simple it, if you think about it. it. It doesn't matter who the fuck you are. Just doesn't don't be matter a cunt. what who you are, what you associate as, what your pronoun is, yeah, or what race you are, whatever. Just don't be a cunt. Yeah. Simple. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty fucking simple. And, and you know what? And the, he says it the best way possible. Short don't be a cunt. Don't um, be a cunt. All right. So moving on. Uh, Frenchie. Oh, Frenchie. I've Great character. Loved, I've always loved Frenchie. Great character. Yeah. There is a kind of connection that you can form with him. As a protagonist, you, you get involved yeah. in his story. We got attached to him in season one, but yeah. we didn't know a lot of his background and yes. the depth of his character until season two came along and we got to know a lot more of it about his backstory. Yeah. And you just develop that more that bigger connection with him after seeing that story. And you're like, fuck. I love this character even more now. Oh, absolutely. And I think the way they connect Frenchie with Kimiko is a really smart line to play with because, you know, for so much throughout season two, you you get a snapshot of the I don't give a fuck attitude of the boys, right? Like we're doing this because we need to. Yeah. But then they portray these two in a real humanistic side that – draws you in in a way that I didn't really get drawn into many other characters like that. Like, even yeah. between Huey and Starlight, I was like, hey, all right, yeah. there's a bit of a yeah. romance, it whatever. It's a bit of a romance, but, but you, the, You're couple not you always rooting, the couple you were always rooting for yeah. was Frenchie and Kumiko. Yeah, and I think what really kind of made me love that was when she started teaching him sign. Yeah. That moment, I was like, fuck, this is brilliant. Like, yeah. it just really- brings the boys, the series, back down to earth for a nice moment yeah. before Carnage begins. <laughs> because they do that nicely. It's like, you know, the heart monitor line. It's like, that's, that's because the Because you, you have their kind of their breaking point in their relationship during the whole arc of Kumiko's brother. Yes. Being the soup terrorist. Who gets introduced in season two. Yeah. Yes. And he's the soup terrorist. Yeah. And obviously because his family, she's going to rush to his aid. Yeah. Obviously. But she's trying to think what's best for him and- Trying to stop him because he thinks she thinks that her brother's been brainwashed by what was the cult that he was part of, like the the Rising Sun or yeah, yeah. something like that. And yeah, you just found that once they kind of broke past that, and the brother died, and the whole grieving process and stuff. And then once Frenchie finally sort of just threw his hand, like, "Nah, fuck this, I'm done." Yeah, I've tried so hard to just to be friends with you, and he did fuck up at one point. Oh yeah, fuck when. You. Her brother died. She's grieving, and he fucking went to kiss her. Yeah, he was high as fuck. Not a smart move. He fucked up. He did royally. But it's good to see that they kind of had to go their separate ways in order to come back, find each other again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, which you can see that their relationship is the one that's going to keep carrying on as the series goes. And I, I, you know, personally, Kimiko's, you know, persona, the way she is, the story, I really like her. Yeah, like she's a fucking. Badass. Oh yeah. To start with. Yeah. And that scene where she walks into like that Russian the fucking Ru- oh, the Russian social club sort of demolishes thing. cunts. She ripped off a guy's face from, from his, his ear. ear to his ear. It yeah. was fucked. Yeah. And God. so there's that element to her, but then there's this incredibly vulnerable, volatile, emotional side. And I think just that contrast that they give that character is what makes her so special. Especially because they give her that emotional side, but she's still trying to figure out her emotions because she's been... She doesn't know how to control them. She doesn't know how to control no, her emotions no. because of her upbringing. Yes. And all the shit that she had gone through, she was basically a monster for a long time. Yeah. And had no emotion whatsoever other than anger. And I think, you know, with the introduction of her brother into the series, it definitely creates a new dynamic for her as a character because you're yeah. sitting there thinking... Okay, well, I've, I'm starting to build a picture in my head of what Kimiko's about. Yeah. The brother gets introduced and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I did not expect this. Yeah. In terms of what she was doing with him, how, you know, inevitably what the situation ended up being. Yeah. So she is definitely, along with Frenchie, really pivotal to making the boys work. Yeah. Like that, that's just my take on it. Yeah. But moving on, I want to come back to. Myra? M- Mira? Queen Mira. Queen Mira. Mira. Yeah. Myra. Mare. Mare. Do anyone have a fucking mare? Mare. Mare. I'm going to have a bear in my mare. <laughs> and Brewster. Brewster bears. Oh my God. And mare. Yeah, anyways. Oh um, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a tangent there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Man, she had a good arc this season. Loved it. That was Loved really it. Cool. They it kind of worked. Ex- and you know what? Yes, I, I get that they're trying to. They took the piss out of, I guess, elevating and promoting like strong lesbian characters. It was huge. In they this took season. the piss out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because they showed the, the whole because because they're superheroes and they get publicised and that sort of shit. They're trying to sort of push her whole agenda of her being a female, like a lesbian superhero, the first one, and strong, strong and proud, and yeah. all that sort of shit. And she's like, "I don't want to be in the spotlight. You don't have. I'm. I am. My person is not just my sexual orientation. Yeah. I'm more than that. Yeah. And it was good to see her kind of, her, I guess her 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 journey of becoming basically going from hero to being classed as a lesbian superhero. And then her kind of downward spiral in sort of because her relationship breaks down yeah. because of it all. Homeland is putting all this pressure on like, killing the people she loves and she can't do this, can't do that. So she gets all depressed and then and then finally sort of snaps out of it at one point. Be like, no, nah, I can't take this anymore. And I think it's, it's kind of really interesting because one of the things I noticed with the boys in season two, it's really big on social commentary. Definitely. So, obviously, there's that big element of, you know, identity that's common within the world these days. Yeah. And, you know, the prominence of the LGBTIQ community and kind of, you know, them figuring out their space within society. So, the way the boys speak to it is they don't minimize the plight of these people. Yeah. But they kind of go, well, you know what? You're like all of us. We're all in the same boat together. You know, you've got your own identity. We've got ours. Let's live in harmony, kind of that situation. Yeah. And, you know, even the side of the Nazi thing, like, again, another aspect of social commentary, you know, you think about the race riots and all the shit going on at the moment. Yeah. It's an interesting way to talk about it. Yeah. Like, it's a a big fuck you to political correctness, that show. Yeah. Honestly. Because that gets thrown out the window and as evident by season one. They constantly take the piss out of social commentary and political correctness. Yeah. And I think that's a kind of real homage to the writers. I yeah. think they, they are exceptional at what they're doing. Oh, yeah. They're killing it. And, you know, you can understand why there's already been another season renewed for it. Yeah. Because if you haven't watched it already, this is one of those series that we're going to look back on, I think, in 10 or 20 years and go, that was revolutionary in what they were doing at yeah. the time. Yeah. So, definitely look at it not just from an enjoyment and entertainment perspective, but try and look at it from kind of understanding it, how it fits in. Because it's a very, very interesting take. Yeah, definitely. Okay, my next point. Uh, actually, I want to go on to Myra again. Mirror. 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 Um, what I did love was that scene when the girls united to fuck up Stormfront. Oh, yeah. That was epic. Epic. Yeah. Because, you know what... You- Okay, this is going to sound extremely sexist, but I'm going to make the comment. But, you know, I, do, I don't sit around waiting for a battle scene between the females. Yeah, I get you. Right? But this one, it was brutal. Brutal. And I loved it. Because yeah. I'm like, Stormfront didn't fuck around. You think about when she torched that whole building with people in it. <sighs> Ruined cunts' lives. Fuck. Ruined. So... You already had a gauge of how fucked up Stormfront was. Yeah. That she just did and not give the, a fuck about people. And they knew, they knew what she was at this point. Yes, exactly. So, having Stormfront as that character already, and then you had Mare and Starlight and Kimiko. Kimiko. But Mira didn't show up until kind of like the- like Yeah, she had, she the latter like part. The, she came in towards the end and was kind of like the hero of the- Exactly. Of the scene. But I kind of liked that they did that with her because, yeah. you know, ultimately- with her character, there's a lot of push and pull. And you don't know, oh, is she going to side with the boys? Is she going to help? Or is she not? Yeah. So, having that the whole season, you kind of like, oh, I wonder where she fits into all of this madness. Well, pretty much where she stands. Yeah. And then that scene just sets it up perfectly. Yeah, Absolutely. Definitely. Loved it. Yeah. Okay. My next. I think it was what, girls get it done or something like oh, that. Oh, fuck those slogans, shit me. But it was but it was brilliant, though. I loved those slogans because it that was the pure piss take. Of political correctness. 100%. It was fantastic. It does. does. Which, it's it's interesting because, like, another aspect that, you know, kind of segues into what I want to talk about, Church of the Collective. Oh. Right? (laughs) Take that. Fucking stick that up your Scientology. Literally. Literally. Oh, my God. Not just Scientology, but fucking religion in general. Religion, cults, just put them all in one big pile. And it was like, you know what? 
religion, churches, go and get fucked. <laughs> you uh, manipulative dogs. Would you like some fresca? Oh, <laughs> we st- we still didn't get the full understanding of how they. I don't know. Played into that equation. I well, I don't think they explained it in this season. They might explain it next season. Exactly. Maybe. So but... maybe it was kind of, there was some sort of substance in there that was an element of mind control or, you know. Could be. Bringing people back down to. Because you noticed after they drank it, they became a bit more suggestive. Exactly right. So yeah. that's where I kind of feel like that's what the contribution of Fresca was. Yeah, definitely. And it's interesting because like even the head of the church, I sat there and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, he's like what I envision for every head of church. <laughs> Just a sleazy, manipulative cocksucker. <laughs> and I'm not trying to offend people who are obviously devout with their faith and whatever. I think there's a big point in here. I'm going to separate the ideas of faith and church because church is fucked. Faith is fine. But anyways, moving on. Social commentary 101. But yeah, the church kind of was a really interesting contribution, especially within Deep Story. Oh my god. Deep. I keep sounding like I'm saying an Indian name. I did everything for you. Oh. I did everything for you. I even married a bitch who came and give good blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they definitely provide this added layer to just creating a new dynamic for the deep. Yeah. Because when they bring in what's the runner's name? A train. A train. When A-Train gets included into this complete debacle of the collective, you feel like, okay, this is going to blow up in Deep's face. This is absolutely going to blow up in his face. And it inevitably does. It, yeah, it definitely did. But Deep has no sense of identity. And I think what no. I was pissing myself laughing with was his trip. Which one? Remember when he had- Oh, to- when he was talking to the gills? Yeah, yeah. Play- voice by- It was Patton Oswalt. Okay. Yeah. But that- the gills are a little bit uncomfortable. Like, yeah, they they're would, disgusting they looking. They are gross, yeah. If I had that on my body, I would not be uncomfortable. I would be extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be hiding them as it's well. It's got teeth. Yeah. But, yeah. Ugh. To get all that plankton. Oh, it's uncomfortable. Um, but, yeah, Deep's character, how would you sum up Deep in a couple words? Hero to zero. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah there we go. That's pretty much what he was. Yeah. In yeah. season one, he was he was the shit. For like two episodes, and he lost it all. And you know what was the compounding factor when it all started? The blowjob. Yep. With Starlight. Yep. Yeah. That's that was his downfall. Yeah. Yeah. So future reference foo for our male foo foo future reference foo our male view listeners. Wow. Don't ask for blowjobs because it'll be a downfall. No, 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 no. no. It's not. (laughs) It's not. Don't ask for blowjobs. Don't blackmail people into giving you a blowjob. So it's all right to ask for blowjobs? You can ask for it. Even when they you don't know them? You can ask. Would you? But don't force it upon them you, or blackmail them into giving you one. Is there a state of drunkenness rape. that you could get to? It's real. It's still rape. Uh, before we pr- approach the rape banner It's still here. rape. <laughs> no, no, no. Hear me out. Oh hear me out. Oh, my God, no. State of drunkenness that you get to. You're doing physically nothing with the girl, right? Yeah. All I'm saying is... You are at a stage where you're drunk as fuck and your boys G you up to the point where they go, go up to the girl and ask for a blowjob. Yeah. You would do it. Uh, me, me, no. Like, me personally, no. At a level of drunkenness that you kind of are just airy-fairy. Oh, uh, well, you ask. <laughs> Obviously, you're going to get told no. How, no how, oh, fair enough. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> it stops there. All you're doing is asking a question. <laughs> I can just imagine you out at like, what's that fucking bar that you used to go to with your mates after uni? Oh, the joint. The joint. And going up to some fucking hardcore slapper, right? Like with like one of those shitty mini skirts and she's frayed it by with sandpaper or some shit. A black boob tube and docks. A boob tube. A boob tube. You like to wear the boob tubes. And docks. And I just imagine you walking up. She also got big red eyes. (laughs) Towering over her and she's like five foot four. And just going, hey, can you give me a blowjob? Can you give me a blowjob? <laughs> no. <laughs> right, fair enough. <laughs> Walk back and sit down and just go, yep, I'm all right, boys. Yeah, I asked. She said no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That's funny. Um, okay. Anyways, back to it. I don't know. That's, that's, that's gold. <laughs> but what was interesting now, so I want to talk about Edgar mm-hmm. and- what potentially may ensue in season three with Soldier Boy? 
Okay, so for those who don't know, Jensen Ackles is being cast as a character for next season called Soldier Boy. I don't know much about him, to be honest. He seems just like a piss-taker Captain America. But we've heard he's a lot more violent and sick and twisted than than Homelander is. And that's saying something, people. Yeah. Now, it's hard to base because in the comics, they've done a lot of variations compared to the original source material. But... The alterations have been good. Like, for example, I don't know if you knew that Stormfront was actually a guy in the comics. Well, I didn't. Go. So they changed that whole aspect a lot. Yeah. So I've got a feeling they're probably going to change it up a lot with Soldier Boy. So I'm, honestly, I don't know what to expect. I'd like to see a character that was a, a bit more fucked up than Homelander just to see what kind of carnage he could bring. I'm, I'm just excited to see Jensen Ackles. Yeah, really. so do I. I, I really I, like him. I love him as an actor. Yeah. So I'm going to... It's going to be shit because I love the actor, but I'm going to hate to see... Who he is. Him portrayed in all that light. Because <laughs> he's going to make you hate him. He's going to be terrible. You're already preparing yourself for that. Yeah. And if anyone obviously has seen the series, it's a scene where Edgar is actually having a conversation with Homelander. Well, Mr. Edgar, for those playing at home, he's like the big CEO of the soup of, um, what's the corporation called? I can't remember. Uh, it starts with V. Um, I can't remember. Anyway, but he's like Venison bi- popped into my head. But Ven- venison. On. Yeah, venison. It's delicious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he's the big CEO of the corporation who pulls all the strings. Yes. And so obviously they're having a conversation in Edgar's office and there's only a really, really quick mention of Soldier Boy. So we don't really get a gauge of what he's going to be about or any kind of inkling of, you know, his contribution to season three. But from what we've gathered in terms of what we've watched, he's going to be an interesting character to look out for. Yeah. So prepare yourself. There's one thing I also did like about Edgar in this series of, Basically, how he put Homelander in his place. He didn't give a fuck. Basically saying, like, I don't need you. We don't need you. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're just a player here. If anything, you need us. Oh. I, I loved how he put him back in his place. And I think it was, like, when the whole, you know, the stock prices were dropping because of that whole situation. Yeah. And he was sitting there so calm, so composed, like, I've got this. And he just fucking twists the dial and just changes the whole scenario completely in favour of the company. And I'm yeah. like, all right, he's a smart man. Yeah. He knows what he's doing with these people. Because exactly. at the end of the day, they're not exactly savvy in that regard. They're savvy in their own personal respect. Yeah. But in terms of the broader picture, he had that completely covered. And I just love how Homelander seemed to think that he was kind of the head honcho yeah. and that like he was pulling all the shots. In but in actual fact he was doing nothing. But do you know what? His mummy complex ruined him. Yeah, definitely. Because Look how much power Stormfront had over him. Oh. And, you know, even remember that scene where he comes to the house to look for the sun and (laughs) absolutely ruins, like, 12 FBI or CIA agents. That was a sick... That was an awesome scene. Absolutely. Just walks in like, where's my son? And they're like, home... Like, I can't remember what they said to him, but he sort of turns around, slowly closes the door, looks back at him. And just like, where's my son? Yeah, loses his fucking marble. Next minute, we see him walk out of the cabin covered, head to toe, covered in blood. In in pieces of people. Fucking hell. Yeah. So, if you haven't watched it, which I pray that you have, the last two episodes, definitely by far, just kind of were the perfect summation of what that series was. Yeah. Like... They closed the necessary storylines and you felt good about how it ended because it's like they've left enough room open for the introduction of new characters for season three, but kind of closed it enough that you didn't feel like you were missing out at the end of season two. Yeah. So again, props to writers for doing such an amazing job at that. Yeah. And you know that the boys are going to come back together at some point because you know the one person that I'd say has been the most consistent character and I'm going to say that he is the glue of the group. The black guy. MM. Yeah. Yeah. He was fucking, he was, he was incredible. But I'm interested to see with season three, because obviously he's back with his family now, yeah. how they're going to coerce him into coming back when that's his life. Yeah. So that'll make but for an interesting story. I think he'll come back with his own volition because he even said that he doesn't want this, I guess this crusade yeah. to be passed on to his children. Like True. It was for True. Him. Yeah. It's kind of it, essentially they're working towards bringing a downfall of the superheroes. Yeah, the, the kind of and soup, not letting um, them have the power. Yeah, exactly. Um, and keeping them in check, and you know, Lady Justice and all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the boys. Um, do you want to, as part of our segment, yeah, do our segment? Yeah. 
Okay. Well, we've well, got- it's a segment now. We've got to do it. Well, it's a thing. Room to breathe. So let, let's get onto it. So I'm really hoping that as listeners, you're aware of this new segment that we're trialing in terms of what we're doing. So essentially we get movie titles and then we come up with horrible fucking slogans. And when I mean horrible, they're the most least creative slogans you've ever heard, um, and which generally involve some form of oops in the slogan. So just prepare yourself <laughs> because these are going to be horrific. So we need to establish a name for this um, segment. We'll think about it, and then the next episode, yeah, we'll, we'll lay into it. Yeah, okay. Good. Okay. Am I up first or you? All right, I'll give you one to start All with. Right. Uh, let's go with extraction. Extraction. Okay, I've gone. Extraction. It's out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you- uh, Yeah, keep going. Uh, stop. Tightrope. Tight. Tightrope, don't fall. Yeah, I knew. We were definitely heading in that direction. What else do you say for okay, tightrope? Okay, next. Or tightrope. It's tight. Tightrope. Uh-oh. <laughs> what? Uh, you just know you might fall off. Uh-oh. <laughs> you dickhead. Okay, give me something now. Uh, let's go with Robot Riot. Robot Riot. Run. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh you're an shit. idiot. Um, let's go. Keep going. Keep going. Unknown origins. Unknown origins. It's unknown. <laughs> you fucking spout. Unknown origins. I don't know. Unknown origins. Yeah. No, I definitely didn't have any. Do you know the origins? I don't know. They're unknown. Yeah, true. Oh, God. It's so fucking dumb. Unknown origins. And then in brackets, cricket sound. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me one. All right. Uh, force of nature. Force of fucking me. Force of nature. Force of nature. Force of nature. Force of nature. Fuck, it's windy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I've got one for you. Reservoir dogs. Red- oh, all right, I'll give you another one. The deer hunter. <laughs> The deer hunter. Run, deer. Deer hunter. Run or die. If you're a deer. If you're a deer. If you're a deer, run. <laughs> okay. Deer hunter. Oh, dear. <laughs> that works. All right. Uh, let's go with ABCs of death. ABCs of death. And now I know my ABCs. Oh, my God. Won't you come and play with me? Okay. <laughs> You're an idiot. Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> oh, no. Please go racial. Oh, I don't <laughs> I'm trying not to. <laughs> Please go racial. Please. Please go racial. <laughs> Slumdog Millionaire. As if. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that absolutely worked. Say it, Indian. No. Slum dog millionaire. No. No. Okay, my let's go. Let's not go down that route. All right, let's not. We're better than that. Yeah, sometimes. All right, your turn. Give me one. <laughs> um, so much love to give. So much love to give. It's bursting at the seams. That works. Go fuck yourself. It works. <laughs> 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 You're proud of that, aren't oh, you? Oh, I fucking was wrapped in my head. I was like, oh, you've got this. <laughs> All right, die hard. Die hard. Because there's no dying soft. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> All right, go. Your turn. Uh, let's go Hubie Halloween. Can I just say Hubie Halloween train wreck? <laughs> Did you watch it's it? It's fucking bad. <laughs> it's fucking bad. Adam Sandler, what have you done to yourself, mate? Like, he's tried to incorporate all his characters into, like, one character. I know, to me, he just, like, his character Hubie just seems like his character from Waterboy. It literally was the like same Robin person. Literally. On the waterfront. On the waterfront. On the waterfront. Be ready to get wet. <laughs> you fucking dipshit. Oops. I, I slipped. You went dyslexic. <laughs> All right, go for it. I know, I was trying to imitate Lassie. 
Lassie. Lassie's not a whale. 12 hour shift. 12 hour shift. Kill me now. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. 12 angry men. 12 angry men. <laughs> 12 angry men. 12 angry men. You don't want to be a part of that gangbang. <laughs> Please don't be a white girl. Mm. All right. All right. I'm so ready. We'll do the last round? Yep. All right. So let's go. All right. One night in Bangkok. (laughs) 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 I'm trying to be smart and clever with it. (laughs) (laughs) You You can even go with an oops one if you want. One night in Bangkok. One night in Bangkok. Oops. I got HIV. <laughs> One night in Bangkok. Oops. It was a man. <laughs> One night in Bangkok. I didn't know that was an Adam's apple. Oh. All right, your last oh. one. All right. Brokeback Mountain. Oh, shit. Brokeback Mountain. Poofs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew we were gonna go down that laneway. Oh fuck! <laughs> I just didn't prepare for poofs. <laughs> I don't think you can ever can prepare for the word poofs just said like that. That was good. That was very good. Oh my god! Well, there we go. That's- so that's uh, another wrap to that segment. That's another wrap. And I think going on segments, I think I think you've probably started a new segment on the Facebook page. Yep. Of the posts you've been putting up in the past week of um, yeah. things destroyed by their by their childhood acting careers and drugs and alcohol. Yes, yes. So if anyone's a keen fan of that, please let me know because I'll keep going with these this trend because I have quite a few. Um, and if there's any trend suggestions or funny things like stupid memes or whatever that you think I need to get on that bandwagon, please let me know and I'll continue to post. We'll literally just post it on our page. Yeah. That is, that'd Sla- help as well. Slap it on there, tag us in it. Yeah. By all means, you yeah. can tag us at Rebels Without a Clue podcast. That's it. So, there we go. that's a wrap. That is a wrap. But uh, for the last time for this episode, if you haven't done so already, guys, be sure to go like and subscribe to us on Anchor, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever other podcast platform you use. You can also follow us on our social medias on Instagram, Rebels Without a Clue 03, Twitter, Rebels Without a 1, and Facebook, Rebels Without a Clue podcast, and also on the Generation Random Network Facebook page and Discord channel. Jesus. And on YouTube. I keep forgetting YouTube. Yes, there we go. Yep. Um, um, for for those peeps trying to find us on YouTube, by the way, I have posted the link to our YouTube page on our Facebook page if you try to find it, because trying to find it through Google search... Can be a little bit difficult. Yeah, because obviously we haven't gotten... To that notoriety yet, so yeah. they, we are pretty far down the list when you look up Rebels Without a Clue podcast. So, yes. Um, so yeah, if you need the link, just jump onto our Facebook page. It is there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a wrap, um, guys. Get on to the boys. It's a really fucking worthwhile yeah. show. Oh my god, you we, will not regret it. Uh, we, can, I don't think we can express enough how much we no, love that series. No, exactly it's right. Killer. It's so good. Yeah. So and available on Amazon Prime mm-hmm. for those who want to watch it. Um, Because it is an Amazon show. So, yeah, get on it. So, I suppose until next time then. Fucking dot! Fucking dot!